live under the branches of a mesquite bush in the middle of the Riverwash Canyon. He'd been warned about Apaches, as well as thieves, but he had thus far avoided both, keeping to the whisper of less-traveled trails. It seemed to him, however, that neither of those parties would fire from afar when a simple face-to-face -face ambush would have been more appropriate. Hey! he shouted hearing his voice echo off the tall valley walls. I have no money. Silence. I'm just a boy. Again, the lifeless cliffs stood quiet. High in the sky, three red-tailed hawks sailed in wide circles. He searched northward, up into the crook of the rocky canyon, for a trace of his startled horse, but saw none, until he caught a tail flicker in the late afternoon light. It would take a daring sprint, but if he could reach the horse, he'd have a chance. Hoping to pinpoint the shooter's location, he called again. I'm no claim jumper. Is that what you think? Gaining no clue from that attempt, he grabbed a stone and flung it some thirty yards into the brush as a decoy. Hearing it hit, he then dashed the opposite way, toward his horse, as desperate and determined as if he were legging out a last-inning infield hit to keep the game alive. Arriving safely in the shadow of the canyon wall, past the first bend, he spotted his horse, still up ahead in the open ravine, grazing on bunch grass. It would take one more sprint. Hugging the canyon wall, he crept slowly toward a dash-off point, until a small avalanche of rocks clattered down and landed directly in front of him in a dusty heap. He jumped back, just as a rifleman dropped from the mountain and onto the pile of stones. Hold it, Jack Rabbit, he said, his knees bent, a rifle perched at his hip. Don't try nothing you won't live long enough to regret. The boy's hands rose in surrender, and he began to do what he did best. He talked. I told you, sir, I have no money nor items of value. The young rifleman, maybe twenty years old, with a smooth boyish face, stared forcefully. If I wanted your money, you'd be dead by now. You desire my horse, then? Shall I retrieve him? He took a step. Freeze. Through gritted teeth, he added, I got a horse. Then why in the entire nation are you trying to kill me? If I wanted you dead, the rifleman held his weapon chest high and let the sight of its long barrel finish his thought. He brushed back his wild blonde hair which splayed out from under a high-domed drover's hat. His eyes danced from the boy to the length of canyon beyond. Son, he said, I was just trying to attract your attention. Well, sir, you attracted it. Good. Now, why are you following me? And who else is with you? His eyes once again swept the canyon sides. I am only with my horse, sir, the roan yonder, he motioned with his head. Or I was until he bucked up and shed me rather rudely, 
And if I'm following you, it is by pure coincidence, having to do with the fact that you and I, sir, are on the same trail and heading in the same direction. And where's that? Well, westerly, mostly. I'm on my way to the gold hills of San Diego. This here's an old Kumeyaay trail, quite a ways off the settler's road. The boy nodded. Reckoned it would be safer. Is that what you reckoned? The gunman, now sounding a notch less tense, smiled slightly, his front teeth protruding over his bottom lip, a bit like a squirrel's grin. You know who I am? The boy shook his head, but the very question planted a wild patch of worry in the fertile fields of his mind. Put your hands down. The boy obliged, lowering his arms, slow as a landing crow. Heard you coming half a mile away, said the rifle.